Afternoon Rush continuing on a Monday. Coming up 6 o'clock tonight, it's Niners Live. Get the latest with Charlotte 49er football. Matt Swearad, Biff Pogey, and Al Wallace will be there. And the former Panther defensive end joins us now here on the line. Al, good afternoon. How are you? Al, are you there? Nope, just like Bryce Young. <laughs> Fails, show up. Ow! It was a long connection. That was pretty good for me. <laughs> we just, we couldn't get him. So, he was somewhere. Now he's gone. We will look to get Al back here on the show and uh, get his thoughts here about this Panther football team, which we know some of his thoughts. And he did actually text me and Molly earlier mm-hmm. because he heard... I don't know whose shot it was. I think we both took shots. Molly took the first ones. I just happened to jump in on it because it's fun. And uh, about Al's thoughts on Bryce Young and the lack of throwing downfield. Al, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Not doing well. We'll pick up where uh, you texted us earlier as Molly was taking shots at you at the start of the show. So Bryce Young if you don't know football, I believe is what is said. Mm-hmm. You know he was mm-hmm. good yesterday, but he doesn't throw the ball downfield. So where are we with Bryce Young and what we saw yesterday? Bryce Young is a good football player. He's going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. And I think if you know football, and apparently somebody <laughs> on your show doesn't quite know football. Call him out, Al. The entire segment, I said that there were reasons why Bryce couldn't throw the ball down the field, which had to do with the protection. You can't expect him to hold the ball or feel comfortable. But I know I hear the baby voice Molly's using when she's describing Bryce, and she's not going to be a fan. We get it, but Bryce Young is going to be okay. Just You just watch and see. Well, so with Thomas Brown taking over, before we get into that whole decision, what what can he do, you think, to make life easier for Bryce Young? I mean, I think just be himself and and just be a young guy who can connect with, you know, football players like Bryce and um, older guys like Adam Thielen, kind of get some movement where you may lack the talent, you may lack the top-end speed and explosiveness at the uh, skill position uh, spots that he's going to be able to open some things up. So it's uh, more about scheme and more about dialing up some things. And really, you can hear it when he hits the podium, a guy who loves the game. I think he loves the X's and O's. And I believe what he's going to bring to the table is going in the lab and really creating something that's going to be fun and exciting to watch and that Bryce can get behind. Al Wallace now joining us on the afternoon rush. And look, maybe this offense continues to improve and Thomas Brown is the answer. But how disappointing is this just because Tepper sold us on Frank Rake because he's the offensive mind, but yet you still could have had a Steve Wilkes as your head coach here for this team and gone with, with a really good offensive coordinator to help lead this offense. Yeah, I think it's concerning. It is very alarming that six weeks into this Frank Reich era, he's already been removed, and I'm going to say removed, from the area of expertise that we thought the hire was all about, right? It's the analytics. It's the offensive-minded coaches. It's the trend across the NFL. Well, if he's not the guy and you got to quickly pass it on to Thomas Brown, then what are you doing? Like, what is his purpose? Uh, I think all along this team needed a culture shift. We found that with Steve Wilkes. Um, 
if you're a leader, it's all about getting guys to buy in. It does not feel like the 53 guys on this roster have bought into Frank Reich. And now that he's not calling the plays, he's just overseeing everyone. He's going to be like that dad at the soccer match that's just hovering. And uh, he's going to get in the way. I think he's going to find himself in the way. And I think David Tepper has to really take a hard look at, uh, you know, how this worked out and, and maybe hitting the exit button and, and saying this was a complete fail. I don't know if you hand it over to Ivero and make him the coach after a year, or you look at Thomas Brown and, and what his future might be for this team. But if this thing goes right on the offensive end, it virtually sounds like the end for me for Frank Reich. And then if it fails, everybody's has to go, right? No one looks successful because Frank hired this staff along with David Tepper and decided he was going to open up uh, his wallet and pay all of these experts in the field and it just hasn't worked in 0-6 is a terrible way to start but let's hope Thomas Brown brings some more juice to this offense. Talking to Al Wallace here on the afternoon rush and for this run game how hopeful are you that this run game can continue from what we saw yesterday against Miami? Uh, Very hopeful because not only did we see a better run game from Chuba Hubbard from Raheem Blackshear when he got an opportunity. But I thought this was a better performance from the offensive line as far as just really digging deep and being able to move bodies off the line of scrimmage. You can't tell me that this team improved from, you know, week five to week six. It didn't. They just got back into their groove. The play calling and the play design was back in their wheelhouse. This is a power running offense. That's how this offensive line was built. Chuba's going to be the beneficiary of that power run game. I believe if you bring Miles Sanders back when he's, um, you know, finished nursing his injury, he'll look better if you just run the same types of plays uh, with this system. So, yeah, Chuba did a good job, 88 yards, 4.6 per carry, and I think this continues if Thomas Brown understands the change. And the change for me is less outside zones, more gap offense, more gap runs, I should say. And uh, I thought there was a huge improvement in the first quarter. Al, have we officially reached the point where if you're Scott Fitter, while you still have a job, do you absolutely look to try to get something for Jeremy Chin and or Terrace Marshall? Because neither one of these guys looks like they're in the future here for the Panthers. Yeah, it feels like um, the team is just not a good fit. And I'm going to say it like that. I don't want to disparage those guys and and talk about their skill sets. I think they're still two young guys, especially Jeremy Chin. When he's in a spot where he can utilize that size and that speed and the way he plays defense, then he thrives. But this 3-4 defense is just not built for him, especially the way the NFL is trending, where they're going to be a lot of 11 personnel He's not great in coverage. He's not going to be great in space. But I think if he goes to a 4-3 defense where he can play like a big nickel, a hybrid linebacker type safety spot, then Jeremy Chin is going to still be able to help a team that needs explosive playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. Unfortunately for him, they experimented. They moved him to safety. That didn't go well for two years. And now he's trapped in a defense that's just doesn't meet his skill set. So it's not just Chin. I think you can look at Dante Jackson, um, a lot of different guys, and, and say if you're going to this trade deadline, you need to be a seller. And I think for Scott Fitter to keep his job, 
He needs to try to get some draft picks back. That's the only way they're going to change this roster. And unfortunately, that's going to mean that the Panthers are going to lose some current guys on this team. Al, you're 0-6, uh, and you talk about Scott, or Frank right now kind of just overseeing things as he gives up his play-calling duties. But are you still, when you watch, you watched yesterday, and I know the first quarter looked good, but uh, are, are guys still out there playing for Frank Reich at this point? Is that something you would be concerned going forward if, if this losing streak continues? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, when I watch the film, you see how fast guys are playing. Uh, you, you see them trying to win. They're executing, I think, at as high a level as you can with the competition. I mean, some positions, they're just simply outmatched. You see guys out there, they're just not as good as the guy lined up across from them. So it hasn't been an issue of effort and energy and desire to go out there and compete and win. It's just been a lack of talent and it's not a lot of depth on this team. So every Sunday you go out there, you're literally uh, in a battle and, and this team is going to be like that all year. But I don't think they've quit on each other. And I certainly don't think at this point they've quit on Frank Reich and this team. These guys want to win. Uh, they want to be in the NFL and they know they can't take anything for granted. The only person that I look at and I can draw a circle around and tell you he's not playing 100% maximum effort. And I know that's tough for everybody to hear. Um, it's Brian Burns. And I think Brian is trying to at least stay out of trouble, preserve his body, not suffer some type of catastrophic injury. Um, and that's tough to see, but understandable with the type of payday that he is due. Um, uh, so if he can keep putting to numbers together, keep racking up sacks. I know it's been kind of thin since that opening game against Atlanta where he put up two. He's only had two in the next five games here for the Carolina Panthers. He just has to find a way to stay healthy and get to his payday. Time with Al Wallace on the afternoon rush. Al, we saw the last two undefeated teams go down. What was more surprising to you, the Eagles or 49ers losing? I think it was uh, the Eagles because the 49ers, you lose Christian McCaffrey, you lose Debo, Trent Williams. Uh, you didn't get the best day out of Brock Purdy. And the Cleveland Browns just got some dogs, man. Jim Schwartz, that defense, they're just they're just, I think, a better football team than we thought, even with P.J. Walker uh, at quarterback. But you look at the Eagles, and I think it's one of those things that's plagued them all season where they haven't played well, they haven't uh, been able to run the ball. Uh, they did not run the ball well this past game. And then anytime you turn it over, we've seen it here multiple times, especially at your quarterback position, Jalen Hurts, you're going to find a way to lose football games. So it's more surprising me to me the way the Eagles play, and I think uh, was one of their uglier losses. They're going to have to figure it out. They need a players-only meeting. Kelsey, the rest of the guys on that offensive line, uh, what that team is going to look like going forward because that was not the same team we saw make it all the way to a Super Bowl a year ago. Al, let me switch it over to the Charlotte 49ers real quick. I know you and Matt will have a chance to talk to Coach tonight, but after what we saw Saturday, I mean, not that there's a lot of options you can go to, but what do you do now at quarterback if you're Charlotte? Neither one of those guys has has shown that they can really – do the, do the job out there so far. Yeah, it's tough to watch. Uh, it's tough to watch a 60-minute game where you just uh, – it's, it's just not great at the quarterback position, and that's where it starts. I think this offensive line is certainly capable enough. Um, the running game have a bunch of dynamic backs that are, are definitely good enough to get the job done, but everything goes through the quarterback, and if you don't have confidence, if the signal caller, and that's Mike Miller – 
is unsure on what to play and uh, or call and, and how the guy's going to play, then you're going to lose and you're going to see yourself at the wrong end of some of these games. Charlotte not able to put up a single point in their building on homecoming against the Naval Academy was a tough thing to watch. And, yeah, there's some more guys, Michael Bowens. Uh, there's a couple other quarterbacks on the roster. But trust me, if you didn't think those guys were worthy to be in that rotation early, they're not going to somehow be the answer now as you move forward trying to win games in the American Athletic Conference. Talk with Al Wallace. Al, last thing, Chargers-Cowboys. Who you got tonight? I'm going to go with the Cowboys. It's, a, I think, a must-win because I think Mike McCarthy calling the plays, that offense, Dak Prescott, everybody's being criticized. We know what happens when the Cowboys lose, and they didn't look good the last time we saw them. I think there's no shot they have to go out there and beat a pretty capable Chargers team, but they have to win this football game. So for nothing else, I'm thinking this is it's going to get pretty bad if they go and find a way to lose this football game. So give me the Cowboys. All right, check out Al each weekday afternoon, 2-3 to three right here at 7.30 the game. And, of course, again, coming up in an hour with Niners Live. Al, appreciate the time. All right, thanks. Appreciate it. There you go. Good stuff with Al, as always. We got an hour to go. What's trending? Coming your way next.